Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast with No Name. Of course, we have no real one company to review, so in this episode, we will review the first Impact episode, Monday Night Raw, from tonight, aka December 7th, 2020, and we will also probably talk about some other stuff. (laughs) That I can think of. So let's just start off with the TNA Impact review. Alright, so the TNA Impact show kicks off with Team Canada versus Team International. I think we all know who Team Canada was. But in case you didn't know, Team International was Amazing Red, Sanjay Dutt, and Hector Garza. Now, what happened in the match is Team International... Attack Team Canada before the match. Sanjay Dutt hits a Hurricane Rana on Eric Young when the match starts. Sanjay Dutt and Amazing Red perform tag moves on Eric Young. All of Team Canada beat down Amazing Red. Robert Rude and Amazing Red are the legal ones. Rude pins Red for a count of two. Petey Williams is in now, holding a headlock on Red. Then tags Rude. Then tags in Rude. Rude hits a brutal stalling suplex, goes for a pin which is broken up by Hector Garza. Rude hits a sit-out powerbomb for a 1. Williams hits a Canadian Destroyer on Amazing Red, and the action is out of control. Sanjay Dutt reverses an attempted powerbomb by Rude. After a dive, Hector Garza gets the pin for Team International. So that's how Impact started. Not TNA, but TNA Impact. That's how it started. Um, Six-man tag match, I mean, like, uh, that happens more often now, so it kind of sounds like something that you know, people would be like, oh, that's stupid. Why would they have tag matches, especially three-man tag matches? Which, I mean, back then was not the case. People kind of enjoyed that. But anyways, let's move on to the next segment of the show. So the second segment is a TNA anniversary a segment where they show moments from the past two years, and then they show a high package for Abyss, leading into the next match, which is Shark Boy versus Abyss. Abyss attempts an attack, but instead gets striked by Shark Boy. Shark Boy bites the hand of Abyss and hits a drop kick. Shark Boy attempts the ten punches, but only gets seven. Abyss catches Shark Boy and slams him down. He follows that with a splash in the corner. And then a black hole slam for the three. Abyss wins in a quick match. Then after the match, Popeye comes out and helps Shark Boy up. And I think they celebrate a bit. Next up is a hype package for America's Most Wanted. Leading into the main event, which is America's Most Wanted versus Kid Cash and Dallas, a.k.a. Lance Archer. And they are the current NWA Tag Team Champions, defending the tag belts. The match starts with Kid Cash showboating. James Storm and Kid Cash have a technical back and forth. Storm hits a monkey flip, then tags Chris Harris. Bulldog by Harris. Dallas is tagged in and body slams James Storm. He gets the two count. They come back for a replay of a super kick. Kid Cash pins Storm for a two. Cash pushed the ref. Dallas comes in for Kid Cash to use for a missed moonsault. Harris and Dallas is tagged in. Clothesline doesn't take down Dallas. Follows up with a crossbody for a two. Dallas lifts Harris up for a blackout spear. For a blackout. Spear by Storm onto Cash. 
Harris rolls up Dallas with a with and AMW in the NWA tag belt. Sorry. So the result of that was new tag team champions via roll up of all things, aka the most TNA ending <laughs> to a show. And that was the main event, just a technical match, ending in a roll up. A few cool spots like the bulldog and the moon salt by Kid Cash on when he was on the arms of Dallas. That was cool. But like most of it was just technical wrestling. So yeah, that was basically it for this TNA Impact review. Overall I'd give this show a six out of ten because it wasn't really the best. The the main event wasn't good. And then the few matches there was was like kind of short. <laughs> or they was like just technical matches. The the kickoff sh- uh, match was good. That's why I get to six. <laughs> and then just Shark Boy and Popeye was good. So that was it for the TNA review. And now I will talk about Raw. Alright. I'm recording this on Tuesday, when we will talk about Raw, or at least the parts that I watched, I fell asleep for the rest, because Raw was really boring. But anyways, the show started off with a tribute to Pat Patterson, which, I mean, rest in peace. Um, video from last- and then, it showed a video from last week's promo from Randy Orton. Promo from Randy Orton talking about The Fiend. Bray interrupts with the Firefly Funhouse, where he plays a fake game show called Let's Get Randy. The prize is a crucifix and friendship frog's carcass. Mercy answers the first question wrong. Huskus answers it wrong. And Rambling Rabbit gets it wrong. Bray removes the wig and says the Fiend has the right answer. Orin asks for a match against Bray Wyatt, which Bray answered, accepts. Shayna Baszler versus Asuka is next, which is a very technical battle to start off. Asuka gets thrown into the announce table. We come back to an armbar from Baszler. Shayna then kicks the chest of Asuka multiple times. Asuka catches her leg and hits a German suplex. Asuka hits a codebreaker. Shayna blocks a corner move, and but is caught in an armbar. Shayna rolls through and locks in a Kirafuda. Asuka pins for a two and locks in an Asuka lock. Nia Jax attacks Lana. But Asuka comes back. Sorry, I just had my notes weird. Lana is caught in an attempted Hurricane Rana, but it still connects, and Asuka won via Rolo. The announced team talk about TLC and Xavier Woods versus Cedric Alexander. And then, Hurt Business is seen talking backstage, then starts just being rude to a random employee for no reason. We come back to the announced team talking about upcoming matches. We see another video from last week, and then we see another one from last week. So they are really harking back to the week before. And then we see Dana Brooke and Ricochet talking when Matt Riddle interrupts. Ricochet and Dana want him to leave. Sarah Schreiber interviews them about about Retribution. And then Retribution promo about their match. Slapjack and Reckoning versus Dana Brooke and Ricochet. The match starts with a back and forth ground and pounds by Dana Brooke and Reckoning. Enziguri by Brooke tagging in Ricochet. Ricochet dives onto Slapjack. Slapjack hits a Falcon's arrow for a two. Ricochet dodges a cannonball, and the women come in. Dana Brooke hits a Mishinoku driver for the win. 
Ollie screams out Reckoning for getting the team the loss. So it was like a very quick, just mixed tag match. Keith Lee and Sheamus is seen talking backstage, where Keith says it's obvious Sheamus is going to turn on McIntyre. Sheamus says he will turn on him tonight, which he said last week. And then, Miz TV featuring AJ Styles, where they talk about Styles' upcoming WWE title match and the handicap match tonight. After getting mocked, Sheamus comes out and talks about how he can beat up Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison point out Sheamus is outnumbered, but Drew McIntyre comes out. Drew talks about how AJ was making threats, then talks about TLC and says he'll win. McIntyre, for some reason, just starts joking about Miz's balls. I don't know why, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Miz and Morrison and Sheamus and McIntyre brawl in the ring. McIntyre throws the Money in the Bank briefcase across the arena, which actually busted the Tron. Like, a part of the Minitron. It was very weird. And then, Kofi Kingston faced Shelton Benjamin, which they did feud when Kofi started in ECW. But the match went, like, quick kicks by Kingston. But after Benjamin takes control by throwing Kofi and letting him fall, Benjamin gets two near falls and goes for a suplex. Elbows in the corner by Shelton. Kofi hits a foot stomp, sending Shelton to the match. Benjamin tosses Kingston, and Kingston went for an SOS, but it's reversed into a powerbomb. Submission by Benjamin, but results in a rope break. Monkey flip by Shelton. He then tosses Kofi outside. Kofi sends Benjamin into the barricade. Benjamin gets back in at 8. Gets hit with Trouble in Paradise. Kofi wins. And then Cedric wants a match against Kofi right after. We come back from the break to Cedric Alexander versus Kofi Kingston. Cedric in control. Alexander works on the leg of Kingston. Kingston hits multiple chops, then rolls up Alexander for a two. SOS by Kingston for another near fall. Roll up again for a two. Kingston by Kingston. Brainbuster by Cedric Alexander for two. Kofi pushes Alexander off the top rope, but doesn't connect with his dive. Lumbar check by Cedric Alexander and gets the pin. And then we see a video package for, for from Hardy versus Elias last week. I cannot speak. And then the final thing I seen, and then I fell asleep, was a Pat Patterson tribute video. Rest in peace, Pat. So now I'm going to talk about what's happening on AEW tonight. I mean, tomorrow night, not tonight. Uh, Shaq will address AEW with Tony Schiavone. FTR will face the Varsity Blondes, which is Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. The Inner Circle Ultimatum. MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Lance Archer and the Lucha Brothers versus Eddie Kingston. Butcher and the Blade, and then Sting will talk tomorrow on AEW. So, we might talk about what's happening on SmackDown on Friday, if I can find out what. But that's the end of this segment. Alright, so I couldn't find what's happening on SmackDown, so we're just going to cut to just talking about some news and wrestling. So, I, everybody's probably seen this, but I want to start off by congratulating Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch on their new child. That's that's a segment that I'm going to talk about. Um, named her Rue. It was a girl, I think. So congratulations to them, too. Also in wrestling is NXT hosting their next pay-per-view called New Year's Evil. It will happen on January 6th, 2021 on USA Network. Of course, New Year's Evil was supposed to be a pay-per-view for WCW. I'm pretty sure it didn't happen, but 
of course, NXT has been bringing back a bunch of old WCW pay-per-views this year. So, seems like they're bringing back another one. Also, we have seen by a fan in the Thunderdome leaking WWE's plans for Jackson Riker. We've seen him with Elias. There was just It's just an image so far. But it has been seen. Main event, which they taped before Raw, had Jackson Riker out, out in the ring with Elias. So, I wonder where they're taking that. I guess he's not getting released. Which, of course, we saw this week. He was getting released, but I guess it would be as different plans. So, that's all I can think of for now. Oh, card-collecting fans. Get ready for Top's Finest. Coming out the 9th. Of course, I'm recording this the day before those come out. So, training card fans, you can get ready for Top's Finest. Coming out the 9th. NXT 2020 coming out the 23rd. Women's Division coming out January 15th. Fully Loaded coming out January 27th. And Red WrestleMania coming out March 10th. So those are some card sets to look out for. So, you know, maybe if you're into cards like I am, very, very good releases coming out in the near future. Of course, TLC coming like later, with a bunch of great matches happening, like AJ Styles versus McIntyre, and then we also have Lana and Asuka facing Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag team titles. So, very good pay-per-view, it seems, from... I feel like um, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre is definitely going to be the one to set it off, you know, make TLC a good pay-per-view. Maybe Miz catches in. Who knows? Maybe AJ wins and then Miz comes out and just catches in and ruins AJ's opportunity to be another WWE champion. Of course, also happening on that show, The Fiend versus Randy Orton at TLC. I'm pretty sure that's all the matches that they've announced so far. But matches to expect, in my opinion, would probably be Elias versus Jeff Hardy again. I feel like that's going to happen at TLC. Probably Sheamus interfering in McIntyre's match. I don't know, but maybe that could happen. Cedric Alexander and Shawn Benjamin versus The New Day. That could possibly happen again for the tag team titles. Of course, I feel like Miz and Morrison have to be in the match, but I don't know if they are. And that's all for this segment. I do find it interesting, um, adding back to TLC, Asuka's not defending her title on TLC. Because they have her in this tag match for the tag titles. Which, I mean, like, I guess is fair because Lana and Asuka have defeated Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler twice, I think. So, I feel like it makes sense. But at the same time, I feel like the women's titles should definitely be defended at TLC. But whatever WWE books, I guess, is final. You can't change that. Vince McMahon can change it, but he probably wants to keep it as it is. Just wanted to add that in because I find that kind of interesting. Alright, moving on to the next segment. 
flashback match of the week. I will tell you a match that I feel everybody should watch. And of course, since TLC is coming up, since AJ Styles has a WWE title match, this episode's flashback match of the week is AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, TLC 2017. Of course, it wasn't supposed to happen. We were supposed to get Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor at TLC 2017. But he was like, he had this sickness or something. He was sick. So they had to book that match. Very good TLC match. It wasn't like, you know, TLC stipulation. But like for the pay-per-view, very good match. I recommend everybody to definitely go and watch that before you all watch TLC. Just to see what they have in store, what AJ can do. When he's in a major match like that. And what Finn can do in a major match. Because I feel like some people forget how good Finn Balor can be. So yeah, flashback match of the week. Or of the episode. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing or not. But flashback moment of the episode. AJ Styles, Finn Balor, TLC, 2017.